What is going on? Episode 40 of the Media Captain Podcast, Jason Parks. And Stephanie Parks. Wow. 40 episodes. Here we are. 40 episodes. We've been, we've been, we've been like, we've been steady for over three years, but we've been inconsistent because clearly. Three years? Yeah. I mean, our first podcast was three years ago. Really? Yeah. So 40, maybe not that impressive, but we're happy that we're alive. We're, we're chugging (laughs) along. So, so we're excited. Stephanie was giving me a lot of shit on my topic for today and I want to prove her wrong by how good this podcast is going to be. So we are talking about driving, (laughs) driving traffic to your website. Just throw me under the bus right off the bat. You did not like the topic and, um, don't worry. I won't purposely sabotage the, the podcast just to prove you wrong. Yeah, it's but, episode 40, so it's special. I can't do that. It's very special. If it was 41, maybe you could sabotage yeah. it. But we're going to talk about how to drive traffic to your website. And, you know, the Gosh, ina- when you say it like that, it sounds like such a great topic. I don't know why you were <laughs> dogging it, but whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I like to say having a great website is equivalent to writing a great book. Uh, the key to any successful book is the distribution. So like imagine if JK Rowling's Rowling? Rowling. (laughs) Rowling? Yeah. So imagine if she wrote Harry Potter and it just sat in her drawer and collected dust and nobody was able to read it. The reason it's become what it is today is because of the distribution. And you have to think of your marketing and your business very similar. You have a website and so many people spend a shit ton of money on a site when it's completely unnecessary to spend that amount of money and they just completely overlook um, well, driving I mean, traffic. You can have, you can get a great site for a lot of money, but a lot of people think, okay, you finish a site, you spend all this money, it's amazing, you flip the, the switch, it's on, and then all of a sudden the people will come. Well, that's just not the case, unfortunately. It's not that easy. That doesn't happen. Um, so yes, you got to get your website out there, and once you do, it's exciting all the things and all the ways that you can get your site out to the people who want to find it. Jason does love the book on the bookshelf analogy. He's been using that since I need, 2010. I, I, I need but it. it's it's a good one. It's solid. So there it's, you go. I'm thinking I'm tr- I need I need and I'll, I'll, for, gi- I'll give you points for the Harry Potter reference. Thank you for that. I knew you'd be I knew you'd be happy about yeah, that. I appreciate so it. I just want to like for Dermore House. Um And I'm just going based off of like pricing that our agency does when it comes to website development and also knowing what other development firms charge out there and knowing what other clients have paid for websites. So the Durham Warehouse site, the initial site that we launched. um, Durham Warehouse, we have some nice new gear over here. That would have been about a, based off of the initial requirement list, that would have been about a five to $7,000 website build. Um, Where it is now, I mean, Stephanie's worked tirelessly over the past you know four or five years like so many custom functionality where now you're looking probably north of like twenty thousand dollars but the majority of e-commerce sites can be built in that three thousand to five thousand dollar range it can be built in shopify where if you don't even want to use a firm like the media captain where you can do it yourself on a shoestring budget um and to put it in comparison where the money where it goes is into advertising. We're north now of over fifty thousand dollars per month for Durham Warehouse. I think we're even more than that. Yeah, more. I think we're above sixty. S- about. In it, in in that just gives you an analogy. Like we worked with a company, in an e-commerce company, and they spent two hundred fifty thousand plus dollars on this website, and I can't. I like in the person that I was dealing with was actually great because. 
um, they knew that they overspent for it. And I was trying to explain to them that you could have gotten this. Uh, I mean, it was a custom Magenta website. I think they drastically overpaid for it, but that could have been a website that was done for twenty to thirty thousand dollars, and they could have put the rest of that money into advertising. And the other thing about overcomplicating is not only are you spending money that you can be putting elsewhere to to bring traffic to your site, it's also a time issue. You know, when you when you overcomplicate the site so much, and I was guilty of it too when we first launched Durham Warehouse, there were these things that I got so stuck on, and like I I didn't want to launch the site until these you know my checklist was completely checked off and at the end of the day those things like didn't really make a difference they didn't move the needle they were just things that I wanted for my site to look perfect but again that time any extra time that you can get to drive traffic to your site so the time and the money take it you know get your site up and running you can always make changes later you can always add things later get it going don't spend a ton of money on it put your money in the really important place, which is your advertising. Yeah, and so we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna be hitting on just driving traffic, not only for Durham Warehouse, also for the media captain, what we see for other clients, um, just because that's that's what uh, gets a business going. You know, that's what, that's what generates leads, that's what drives sales. Um, before we get into our key points of this podcast, I'm gonna try this out because the last time it d- didn't work. Um, if you leave a review on Apple for the Media Captain podcast uh, and take a screenshot of the review um, and then tweet it at the Media Captain, um, I will personally send you a Media Captain coffee mug. Okay, so leave a review. They're really cool. Yeah, do they look like this stuff? No, we have a no, new. We, we have a newer version of that. So it's the that's actually updated our, coffee mug. Updated coffee mug. And new and ha- improved. You have to be in the United States. I'm not shipping it um, outside of the U.S. I'm sorry, but again, leave a review on Apple. Uh, and I'm, it's my, it's our podcast. So if it's a one star review, I ain't sending the, uh, yeah, that's the, fair. The, the, that's co- fair. the coffee mug. So leave the review on Apple iTunes, take a screenshot on your phone and tweet it at the media captain. Once I see that, I'll send you a direct message and we'll get this coffee mug sent your way. Um, so okay. before we, before we get into, you know, what we do for Durham Warehouse, what we do for the media captain to drive traffic, I think something important to note right off the bat is that, all of the things that we're going to mention, and there's a combination for each business, it's it's going to be a little bit different depending on your business. So, you know, you really need to evaluate what your business is and what's going to work best for you. And that might mean trying out different things and seeing what works and what doesn't work. But not every one of these ideas is going to be successful for every single business. And that's okay. Yeah. And I mean, uh, piggybacking off of that, it's... Uh a lot of businesses try to overcomplicate it. They try and just like the website. Yeah, they, they they try and find like I can't. We we have these clients where we're generating like a great return on ad spend for them, and on let's say Google, and they're like, what what about Pinterest? What about TikTok? And like, there's nothing wrong with dabbling into those channels, but stay focused. Like it's going to be one or two core channels that drive the majority of your revenue. And there's always only so much money that you can spend. So if something's doing really well from you, for you, you don't want to take money away from that channel to, you know, put it somewhere else that's likely not going to do as well. And that's not saying don't try things out. You definitely should. You never know when something's going to be a home run. Um, but know what works for you and stick to those things. Yeah. And so Steph, let's dive into, um, I mean, when we talk about driving traffic, there's paid ads, there's shopping, there's SEO, there's social. 
Um, just kind of give a, a you know a over high level overview of each of those. Okay, so paid ads. Um, this is all of your advertising on Google, on Bing. Um, these can be well, shopping ads is another one, but these are the text ads that you see on Google when you when you type something that that show up at the top of the page. Um, shopping ads are also shown at the top of Google, but there are the ads with the little pictures and the price and the reviews. Um, they either show up along the top or on the right-hand side. Google also has a shopping section, so they'll show up there as well. Um, SEO, this is super, super important, also pretty time-consuming, and it can take a while to work. So um, what this is is getting your listings organically to rank at the top of Google, which if you can do it, if you can put in the time and have the patience, it is so worth it because then you are getting traffic to your site and not having to pay for it, which is amazing. But that can be easier said than done, so we will get into that. And then social, we'll talk about um, you know advertising on Google, on Instagram, and all of the all of the social networks. Stephanie, by the way, she hates social media, and stay tuned as to as to why she does. Um, one other thing, we've um, podcast episode 18, we did one on Google PPC versus Google Shopping. So part of the reason Stephanie gave me shit was because she was like, we already recorded this podcast. And, also true. And we, no, it's not true. <laughs> we've done one on Google PPC versus Google Shopping, but we're just expanding on other ways to drive traffic because if, you know, you're, there's some businesses that are not reliant on, on Google and social media can be a better place. So we're going to, we're going to dive into that. Um, we're going to start with, uh, and I'm going to flip around the agenda here. Oh, I hate when he does this. So at the end of this, we're going to talk about what works best for the media captain and for Durham Warehouse, where we invest our resources, what drives us the most revenue, the most the most business. But we're going to just give like, um, you know, we're going to go into each of these different ways to drive traffic, these different channels per se. Are we flipping the page? Yeah. And we're going to okay. start with, with SEO. And my first bullet point is like, let me just explain SEO to a third grader. Um, so that is, if you do a Google search, there are ads and those ads, it will say ads next to them, that drives instant traffic to your site. Um, what's below the ads is organic. You do not have to pay per click. And it can be, um, like Stephanie alluded to, it can be extremely profitable. Uh, for the media captain, SEO has been really big for our firm. A lot of people do searches in the Columbus area, which is where we're based, and we rank well. Um, we also write blogs, and we you know have more of like a national strategy for that, and we do well from an SEO standpoint. And what's great is when I was trying to grow the business, um, the media captain that is, to bid on Columbus SEO company is thirty-five or forty dollars a click. Like I just couldn't afford it, you know. And um, being able to drive traffic organically, which didn't cost me a penny and was just, you know, getting my hands dirty, um, that's what I did. And that was a huge reason why, you know, why we've been able to grow. Um, so it can be great. It can be profitable. Um, most people, though, they, they give up. Like, you know, even our clients. We have clients where after three or four months, if they don't see results right away, they'll drop off and they it's, just... It's very time consuming. It is a long process. Um, it takes it can take months it can take years for Durham Warehouse we've been working on our SEO for five years for over five years since before we even launched our site and you know it's, I, I think it's, it's improving I think it's only 10 or 15 percent of revenue though yeah it's improving over time and we hope that you know in five more years it's gonna 
do as well for Durham Warehouse as, as it does for the media captain, but it's a it's a really time consuming process. And if there's a lot of competition, um, it can be it can be frustrating because it's something that requires a, a big time commitment, and you won't always see the fruits of your labor paying off right away. But, but one of the fun like and neat things about SEO is that like it can be time consuming. But there can be low-hanging fruit on a website that we will be yeah. able to change that can make a that can make a huge difference for our client instantly. So if we, um, I mean, there's just so many things that could be holding a website back. You know, poor title tags. Um, you know, they don't have a good blog strategy. There's thin content on the website. There's just so many things that could hold them them and back. It's, it's really cool when you find those things and you make changes and then you see immediate differences. That's awesome. But um, we always say to be weary of any company, any SEO company that you want to work with. If they promise you that they're going to have, you know, you're going to be on the first page of Google in three months or six months, you probably want to be pretty weary of of working with that company because that's just not really a promise that you can make. Is it weary or leery? <laughs> weary. I think it's leery. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. You always correct me on uh, and make fun of me on my um, mistakes there, and I'm I'm 99% sure on that. Um, so for the thing, we'll see. The, yeah, the thing is for any SEO, for, for any business, I mean, SEO is going to be, you want to rank well, right? But I always give this example of a t-shirt company that, uh, you know, if you're selling a t-shirt, um, and it's just like kind of generic designs, someone might not go onto Google to search for that. So, um, or if or, they or, did or, and they typed in t-shirt chances of them ever finding yours just in the organic listings is very, very difficult, especially when you're competing with Amazon or Target or places like that. Yeah. And, and we're uh, like, we're upfront with our clients. Like there've been t-shirt companies that have called us and they're like, Hey, I want to rank on the first page for this term. And I'm like, you're not going to outrank Amazon and Walmart and uh, Target, you know? So I'm just, you know, we don't take on a project like that when we see no realistic opportunity to get that client to to rank but let's but let's go back to the positive and and if you work hard on your seo it can pay off it might take a long time but once you get those results and once you start moving up in the listings you're on the first page you're on the top of the first page that you have earned that and you are getting all this traffic to your site and you are not paying anything for it and that is amazing and and so when a lot of clients come to us and I'm just giving these examples because most of the people out there listening are likely you know business owners or marketers so when a lot of businesses come to the media captain like we like to propose a blended strategy because they might say PPC never worked for us so we just want to focus on SEO and it might have been them running their own PPC but we we like to have a blended strategy because you want to drive if somebody is coming to us just for SEO it might be four months or five months before they start ranking well and we just want to be able to drive traffic, get conversions, learn from the search terms, learn from the keywords, you know, have synergy between those campaigns. So, But, but that's, that's the amazing thing about all forms of paid advertising, whichever one works best for your company, is that SEO is always something that you can be working on kind of in the background, something you should always be focusing on, always be working towards. But in the shorter term, so that's a long-term play, and in the shorter term, you can use that paid advertising to drive traffic to your site immediately. 
and that's I mean that's the best so like Jason said it's kind of a two-pronged approach you have your long-term play which is SEO and that's something that you're always working for but in the short term you know you got to get traffic to your site you got to get sales immediately otherwise you're not going to be in business to see that SEO pay off that's where paid advertising comes in and guys our very first episode episode one if you want to hear me when I had a high voice, I'm, I'm joking. My voice hasn't changed I can't in, that was three in three ago. years. That's crazy. But go back to episode one. It's utilizing SEO for your business. Um, just a good baseline understanding of, of SEO. Um, but now we're going to move on to, uh, well, before we move on to pay-per-click, the other thing I like to say is think of, people get overwhelmed with online marketing and all of the different channels out there. Think of broadcast television in the 60s or 70s. You had ABC, CBS, and NBC. Um, those were the three major networks. If someone wanted to advertise, they were going to one of those networks or maybe they were going to radio, uh, but there were a lot less options, right? Right now, with all the online outlets that there are, it's pretty simple. It's either going to be Google, it's going to be Facebook slash Instagram, and those count as one because they're both owned by Facebook. Um, you know, there's Bing, there's Twitter, but like there's really not more for our clients. We're looking at five different channels and we're picking the top ones um, and we're not overcomplicating the process. And, and, and most of the time it's really like, are you doing paid advertising on Google and Bing or are you doing it on, on social media? And it's usually one of those that works best for, for you. For, for sure. And like there is retargeting. I mean, retargeting is really big for all of our clients in that can be done like for our clients we get that set up on google display network which is over two million websites uh, so when you go to cnn.com or foxsports.com and you're getting served an ad from a site you just visited that's google display network we also do it on each individual social channel so we do it on facebook and instagram um, and twitter you know so we do those ad placements via retargeting on the individual channels um, but yeah like stephanie alluded to a lot it's really hard to find a business where it's just they like kill it on social and organic mm -hmm. um but you know and just just going back to retargeting for a second retargeting is so important because when you are use spending money on these advertisements people are clicking you're spending money to, to get them to your site and if they leave you want to make sure that if you know they're interested maybe they just got off your site by accident and they can't find it again you want to make sure that you're able to get them back and that's what re retargeting will do for sure. Um, okay, well, let's go on to uh, pay-per-click. And Steph, I guess um, you can, and within pay-per-click, we're going to differentiate uh, pay-per-click versus Google Shopping. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, explain I it. I, well, I think I've kind of already done my, th my third grader explanation of both of those. So I can reiterate, pay-per-click, um, you have... You have uh, text ads, which at the top of Google, they'll say add next to them. These are great. You have a lot of control over these. You can write all of the copy for the ads. You can choose the keywords that you want to target. You can look at search terms and, and add negative keywords if you want to. Um, so these are the text ads. And then there's shopping ads, which show above the text ads on Google. Or just, just for e-commerce businesses. Just for e-commerce businesses. And this, um, you, br you bring over a feed of, of all of the products that you sell and the, the shopping ads show the product pictures, they show price, they show um, reviews. But the thing about these is you have a little bit less control. You can't choose what keywords you're targeting. Google just uses your feed and the information in there and your website to pull in what they think would be good search terms. Um, so you really have to monitor those search terms when they're coming in and set negative keywords if 
if you're seeing things that that don't make sense. I always like to give the example, we sell a brand called Elon and they sell hair care products, um, shampoos, conditioners, lots of supplements. And I went into our search terms one day and I see like hundreds of clicks for Elon Musk smart pills. And I have no idea what those are, but clearly there was a disconnect there. So set that as a negative keyword and that saved us a ton of money, which was great. Yeah, and um, we'll get into we'll get into just how Durham Warehouse like utilizes these different channels because I think it's it's really important. Um, but yeah, I mean, pay per click, instant traffic, and so even when you're thinking like both oh, of, both of them are instant traffic. Both of them are instant traffic, but again, like some work. If you're e-com, we have e-commerce companies where uh, we're working with an e-commerce company now where we thought Google Shopping was going to do really well. They they sell. Um, like anniversary gifts, uh, 20 year anniversary, 30 year anniversary, a lot of things that are um, you know famous quotes that are on a plaque. But because these famous quotes are on the plaque, like it's pulling in, in the search terms, like in Google Shopping, it's pulling in people just searching for this quote, right? Yeah, and not tricky. the product. So we thought Google Shopping was gonna work and now we're trying to pivot to PPC. Um, but this is all where strategy uh, comes into play and coming up with the, with the right strategy. Uh, Am I allowed to talk about Jermore House now, or do I have to save that for? Sa save it because I have that listed. Um, okay. there, there's also uh, social media. So social media can be a huge game changer. I've given the example in past podcasts of you know a t-shirt company that we helped um, get to over five million dollars in sales starting from zero, and they had they sold their t-shirts for eight dollars and ninety nine cents with great you know material and and. and uh, great design and they were able to do that because they just got ridiculous pricing on all of these shirts um, They came at a low price point. They had a unique selling proposition Social media was their channel. They went from spending five thousand to ten thousand to now they're spending two hundred thousand plus dollars per month on Facebook and Instagram advertisements and it drives new customers and new traffic all of the time. And so I, I just want to say one thing about social media, just to make sure we're clear. When we're when we're talking about social media here, we don't mean just posting content on your social media, on your Facebook, on your Instagram pages. We're talking about setting up ads on Facebook and on Instagram and and um, driving traffic that way. So not just you know posts that you're making on your social media site, but actual ads that you're setting up. And in, in but you can. I you mean, can make posts. You, you can, can make, boost. You them. can make posts, and you can grow a huge following, and you can grow your audience that way. And that's another, like, that's just another method. Like, that's another part of the strategy of, hey, I'm going to create such good content that, like, that is going to be a way that I drive business. And you know, for the media captain and for Durham Warehouse right now, we're filming a lot of videos. We're doing a lot of YouTube videos, and the goal of that is that people are doing searches on YouTube and on Google, and they're going to find these videos, and that's going to you know, be beneficial for us. So like, there's just all of these different strategies out there, but it's just crazy because um, when you simplify it, it comes down to the, you know, four to five core channels. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we're gonna dive into Durham Warehouse and how Durham Yay, Warehouse- My favorite time of every podcast. We're gonna go into how Durham Warehouse generates its revenue. Um, we've talked about all of these channels and now you're gonna hear from Stephanie and I've listed it in order, at least I hope I'm right here. Um, but just in terms of where Durham Warehouse is driving the, the most revenue from. So you can kind of see how uh, the traffic is diversified here. Okay, so first let's talk about Google Shopping um, and Google PPC. I think I'm gonna tie those two together. Our ads on Google and then followed by Bing Shopping and Bing PPC, which 
does not do nearly as well as Google, but it's still, you know, it's still... It's our second best channel. Yeah, it's it's still up there. Um, nothing compares to Google for us. That's just fact of the matter. But between Google shopping, Bing shopping, Google PPC, and Bing PPC, that's where we get the majority of our new customers from. Um, and Dermore House is pretty unique. And the reason that it works so well for us is because we are, are a reseller of... Um, professional strength skincare brands. These brands already exist. They've done their own marketing. People know about them. And when people go to Google or Bing, they are searching for the exact product that they want to buy. They are not searching for, you know, anti-aging face cream. We're not, we're not trying to capture people that low in the funnel who are just doing research. Our customers are much, much higher in the funnel. They know the brand. They know the exact product. They've probably purchased it before, got a recommendation from their dermatologist. So they are typing in Jan Marini BioClear Lotion into Google, and they are finding that exact product that they know about, that they want to buy, and then they're finding our website. And guys, the intent on that is just deep. It's like when someone yeah. when someone's doing that search into Google, like they're in purchasing mode you know so you have to be thinking about like what are you selling what is your service and is there going to be high intent and when you can, can when you can capture people with high intent um that's a good thing and so that makes it a lot easier for us because the the intent is so high the search terms that we get are really good if any search terms are coming through for something that's not specific like anti-aging face cream we usually set that as a negative keyword because we don't want people who are just doing research coming to our site now, Park Perfection, our own line, when we set up uh, Google and Bing ads for, for that brand, it's completely different because we are the ones creating the awareness. It's brand new. People don't really know about it yet. So we want those people who are searching for you know anti-aging eye cream, eye lift cream, things that are not as specific because we want to build our brand awareness and get new customers. And, and our margins are better. Um, like for mm -hmm. Park Perfection, we've developed the brand, so our margins are better than reselling a brand. So we can you know spend more money on clicks to drive people there because you know our margins are better. So that's um, that's our best channel and also for us the most of the keywords are not super super competitive we're spending around like a dollar fifty sometimes we're spending 75 cents sometimes we're spending eight dollars on a really profitable product but the majority of the clicks that we're getting are averaging i would say less than two dollars per click which is great somebody comes in for two dollars and they buy a two or three hundred dollar product that's awesome for us. On the contrary, we work with a personal injury lawyer that averages over $80 per click, you right. know? So it's, it's and by the way, the cost per click is all dictated just based off of the competitiveness of the, of the search and what companies are willing to pay, but it's just... Um, but, you know, an $80 per, per click for a personal injury attorney, when they're getting that client, they're getting so much more money from them that $80 per click is a lot of times worthwhile, whereas... You know, most of our products are, you know, around $100, $150, something like that. We have some that are more, but we would never want to spend $80 but, on one click because that wouldn't make sense, sense for us. The story I always, I actually don't think I've told you this, but our uncle, uh, Uncle Mitch out in New York, if he's listening, hey, but he was like a pioneer in terms of like building a website. He had a website in the 90s. And he, did? he Yeah. And he's What's a, website? He, um, he's a lawyer and he represents oh, taxi cab uh, drivers and just a lot of, um, I'm not exactly sure like what 
line of work it, it is in that. But uh, he was bidding on Google keywords and he would say, Jason, when I started in, the, in, in like the, whether it was the late 90s or early 2000s, he was like- Wow, I, I never knew that. He was like, I was bidding four cents a click on these keywords and he was like ranking number one organically. And you think Way back- to go, Uncle Mitch. Yeah, but like you think back on that and I, I still have the same mindset now. I'm like, you know what? $2 a click for these to acquire these customers, I'm like- that's cheap. Like, let's yeah, acquire the yeah. customers. Especially let's- when we can keep them around. And we will we'll spend the money to acquire these customers because we have a process in place where not only are we getting them for that initial purchase, but they're coming back and shopping with us potentially for years to come. So that's something else that you have to take into consideration when you're um, when you're spending money on these clicks for these ads is, you know, do you have what are your what are your margins? Do you have something that people are going to come back and reorder? And then, you know, the value of these clicks changes. Yeah. And I think we're, we're approaching our longest podcast. We're approaching 30 minutes. So we're yep. going gonna to try and wrap it up here. So the other thing is that um, email is extremely lucrative for Durham Warehouse. But that is not like a traffic driver. Email is when we're sending traffic to our site via pay-per-click, via, you know, uh, Bing PPC, um, via organic even, like email. We capture the emails on the site. We send tons of automation out. We get- And as you get more and more, as you acquire more and more customers, so the more traffic you drive initially, the more customers you acquire. And then as time goes on, email gets to be more and more profitable for you because you have all of those customers. Yeah, and so here's how I kind of want to sum this up, is that for Durham Warehouse, um, organic SEO, which I talked about organic, that accounts for about 10 or maybe 12% of overall revenue. If We're working on it always. Th- this would not be, like Durham Warehouse would not be where it is today without driving traffic to our site and having a strategy and be willing to invest the money. And just a quick note, we've also tried a lot of times, you know, running ads on Facebook and Instagram and they just don't work as well for us. And and that's one, and that's one business. That's one business, but you know, the, the Google and Bing ads are what work really well for us. Facebook and Instagram ads have not worked as well for us. So we put our money in what works well. Yeah, but again, if we were in there, so many companies that call us and they're just not investing in advertising and they're just sitting around like waiting for customers to go to their site, like it's gonna, they have a great product and they deserve to get the traffic. Um, you need to have a diversified strategy um, go to Google Analytics, go to acquisition, and then channels. Look to see how people are getting to your website and make sure you have good diversity between paid, between organic, between email. And I think you, you need know, to just talk, hit on the media captain for a minute on what works for you. Yeah, I mean, like just for, for Durham Warehouse, um, obviously our goal is to get organic up. Like we want to get it from 10 to 20 to 30% and we're gonna get it there. Like we, like we- Yes, we will. We're only four or five, we're five years into the business. Our competitors have been around for 10 or 15 years, so they have a leg up on us. Um, for the media captain, the majority of our traffic is coming from organic. Uh, we get traffic from PPC, but it's a much lower percentage than, than Derm Warehouse. Um, social, we get traffic from there. A lot of times lower quality traffic, they don't stay on the site as long, more of like a branding play. And we also use e- email marketing. But the main difference between Durham Warehouse and um, the, the media captain is just that the media captain relies more on organic, um, whereas Durham Warehouse more on pay-per-click. But each one, when if you were to go into analytics, you're gonna see a diversified strategy. Um, 
I mean, I think Durham Warehouse is getting 50,000. We had to upgrade the hosting because it was, mm-hmm. what, 50,000 website visitors a month. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. Just be thinking about your overall strategy, how you're going to drive traffic, and make sure to simplify it. you got to focus on are you going to be a social media player? Are you going to be um, a search player with Google or Bing? Are you going to be fortunate to be able to leverage both? And I think it's only fitting that our 40th podcast is also our longest. (laughs) Agreed. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.